Pitch Deck Asia. Your story, your words. We're live. Pitch Deck Asia. Graham Brown here in the Singapore studio, joined by Fateh Ali. Fateh, welcome. Thanks, Graham. Uh, it's my pleasure being here. I've been watching your shows uh, for the last one year, I believe, and a lot of values I've taken. So glad Good. to be here. Well, now you're in it. Yeah, How okay. about that? Uh, kind of excited. Yeah. Well, hopefully you've learned something from seeing all those pitches and absolutely like great ones, not so great ones. Right. So right. you know, it's a lot of takeaways. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think every episode had some kind of takeaways, uh, which definitely you it's it's in my diary written somewhere. You know, it, it just build up uh, as an entrepreneur. Great. Well, hopefully there's some takeaways from your story today. I hope so. And hopefully people watching it might be inspired or might want to reach out. So uh, let's start at the beginning. We have your pitch deck. We're going to go there in a minute. But before we do that, let's talk a little bit about you, Fateh. I mean, you just educated me on what the meaning of that name means. So what does it mean, Fateh? Collab Deed is... Not the company, your Collab name. Oh, my. Your name. Let's start there. That's the beginning. Right. That's, that's the origin. Absolutely. My name is Fateh, Fateh Ali, uh, originally from Bangalore. Fateh stands for victory. And uh, since my childhood, uh, I've tasted victory at various levels, though I have like hundreds of failed things in my life, you know, uh, at the end, uh, uh, I was happy enough to, you know, taste that victory. So yeah, uh, that's that's uh, background for my name. Great. Excellent. What's well, a good starting point? I think any investor or partner wants to know that you're oh, a winner yeah. <laughs> in different aspects and doing it in different ways as well. Collabdeen, that's the product. Collabu Technology is the company as well. So we will talk about what it's about. Um, but before we get there and into the pitch deck, let's start by your journey. So you're from Bangalore originally, which is the tech hub of India. You left there 10 years ago? Yeah, about, right? uh, about a decade now. Uh, you came to Singapore directly from Bangalore? Right. So, yeah. How did that happen? <laughs> uh, it all started when I, uh, I'll give you a little backstory so, you, you know, we can connect the dots. Uh, I worked for Fidelity Investments for three years. And uh, while I was doing that, I was uh, looking to be, uh, you know, into the technology. My background is uh, technology. Uh, though I work for the banking and investment banks, uh, I, in parallel, in my side hustle, I started you know building apps, websites in my early journey. So I spent about three years with Fidelity Investments, and then I was thinking, uh, is this a good time to get good experience and then do something of my own? That is when I got an opportunity from J.P. Morgan Singapore, and I said, hey, wow, uh, let me park my ideas, my dreams aside for a while. Let me come out to Singapore, look look at what's happening in the world at a global stage. Mm. Uh, one of the best uh, company, JP Morgan, one of the best countries to be here, part of. Uh, and one of the best teams I was part of uh, with JP Morgan, I was, got into an, a virtual application uh, services team, uh, one of the early uh, Microsoft virtualization platforms that I worked on. Uh, I think that's when my uh, Singapore journey started. And while I was still doing this, uh, you know, if I just backtrack, I've got about 13 years of my corporate experience. Uh, I kind of uh, moved away from my corporate life. It's been kind of one and a half year. Mm. And I've got about 14 years of my part-time hustling journeys. Uh, did multiple startups, uh, all part-time, created... Uh, part-time whilst you were working in the corporates? Yeah, kind of behind yeah. the scenes. Okay. <laughs> 
So uh, the weekend I, I startup. A weekend startup. So yeah. we, weekend, and uh, I was more passionate on doing something on the side. Nine to six, I was an employee. After six p.m. onwards, you know, creating app, yeah. creating uh, websites for people. When I started my journey, uh, I couldn't send, sell anything, right? So that's when I started giving things for free for people. Uh, I remember my first website. I did. Uh, you know, I coded something. He said, I don't need it. I said, how about if I give it for free? That's when I started my journey on, mm. you know, building something, doing something on, on my uh, own. Uh, 2011 onwards, uh, I started my uh, something on e-commerce, you know, uh, though I started building up apps and websites. I said, hey, uh, let's, let's understand what's e-commerce all about. It's a big boom. And I was trying to look for products and ideas. Uh, that's when I got married in 2011. So I kind of took a break from everything for a year. And that was the time I was like revamping, re-understanding the whole world, what I can actually do. Mm. Uh, that's when I got an opportunity, an idea to actually start focusing into a new market. Uh, for me, something that is pretty, that was really new called global Islamic economy. Uh, this is the first time in 2011 I understood, hey, what's this? And if you know, uh, global Islamic economy is a $3.6 trillion market, as big as uh, the UK's economy or, or uh, as big as even uh, India's economy. Mm. It's a huge potential. I thought, hey, uh, since I'm actually trying to do something on e-com, let me see if I can create some products for this economy. And uh, cutting short the story, you know, I... I uh, came up with an idea, brilliant soft pro, uh, a hardware product. Uh, it's a smart product uh, within, for, the, for this uh, Islamic economy. Uh, sitting in Singapore, uh, created a product in China, went there a couple of times. What was this product? Uh, created a smart azan clock. Uh, it, it, it's a... Uh, educate me it, what that would be. Uh, right. So uh, if you know, there's a daily call of prayer. Right. So call, I call imagine it's Adam. prayer times, yeah. Yeah, it's prayer time, but it, it was beyond that. Uh, so there were a lot of uh, products available in the market, which only talks about uh, the prayer time. Uh, I invented, uh, I've got patents on them, uh, invented this product that had many more things that to do. And uh, a lot of things was controlled over hardware and software, mm. a combination of mix of both things. Uh, I'll not go into details, uh, uh, but you know this product was uh, created by me, invented uh, probably in China, manufactured and sold across the globe. So that's when I actually jumped onto Shopify. Uh, Shopify was my platform which I used for uh, the e-commerce. And were you doing this all on the side? All, all on the side. Okay. All on the side. So uh, I think that, that that's that's when you know I started getting into this economy. Uh, created uh, three, four more different brands and products. Uh, you know how easy it is to set up Shopify websites and a store. Uh, that gives a different taste of you know trying out new things. It's seamless. Get started. You know in very short span of time, build something, create products. So I did all the journey and uh, started thinking, looking at Shopify as my inspiration of building something. Mm. Uh, though that's uh, from a technology point of view, not from an e-commerce point of view. Uh, while I was doing this on the ground uh, in Singapore, back in India, I was connected with a lot of communities, uh, serving communities, uh, let it be uh, faith-based communities, uh, the Muslim societies and communities here in Singapore. Uh, I went to churches, I went to blood uh, donation camps, you know, uh, different kind of communities. That, give, that gives me a lot of satisfaction to be part and be part of the human, human race. You know, so th that is something I 
always truly enjoyed uh, from very uh, get go from my childhood so these are the experiences that brought me to you know think something uh, when i started seeing uh, say uh, a community uh, a christian community center they're like far behind uh, sorry far ahead in terms of how the community works and when i started comparing with other faith based communities you know i started feeling i coming from a muslim background i started seeing these muslim communities are doing a lot of activities but they are not actually connected well hmm. and you know doing understanding what's the background and trying to deep dive into understanding the concepts the ideas it all boils down to you know the communication and collaboration is not happening in sync in the space and uh, to do this you know i even build a small utility uh, which would you know communicate these community centers with uh, prime message on you know just notifying on uh, say for example uh, what islamic date it is today right i created small utility to test out saying if i create this you know uh, next the whole 365 days of the next calendar year in the islamic even uh, there'll be a different kind of notifications that getting created mm. uh, you know within the calendar so this is little background and uh, this is a very interesting story i created this uh, send a email broadcast to about fifth, i think close to 5 to 6000 people and you know i said okay uh, it's not not working people may not be using it i just kept this aside i didn't realize until next year when people started replying to those emails one year ago saying hey this is stopped working and there was hundreds of emails of in, in first week of one year after the end because that utility i created was only sync for a calendar for one calendar oh, year i see expired and then it expired and then people started rushing asking messaging you know that's when i realized okay people are actually using this thing yeah and that's when you know i started seeing how i can actually with all my experiences uh, part time experiences put together uh trying to drive something trying to drive the community together with my technology experiences building apps and websites for them i said hey uh how about creating a mobile app for one community started with that small idea and you know technologically uh i was still relying on my people back in india uh because of my limited resource limited time you know uh, we we created a, a a small app which could just serve one community center and then you know we started seeing there's a good potential we can replicate this to different communities uh we went to about 10 different countries randomly uh sorry about seven countries and 10 different apps that were created independent standalone apps everyone enjoyed it because this is something that they were lacking uh, getting to know what kind of uh, events are upcoming what's mm. happening in that community kind of push notifications so that was a gap that i saw uh, we tried to fulfill but you know things did not take into big shape big idea uh, because technologically this was not a good solution you know uh, while doing a lot of global ex- exposure when i did e-commerce i understood the mindset of muslim the spending power of these muslims uh, these millennials if you know there's a, a term that's been given uh, by uh, I'm, i'm not sure who, by whom but uh, from the west media a term given called gummies this is, these are gummies as stands for global urban muslim millennials okay and there's also a, that new term that's coming out across uh, called um, uh, mummies 
Right. So this is Muslim urban professionals, right? Mm-hmm. So these kind of new terminologies, because uh, if you know, Muslims has the youngest population on earth, which mm-hmm. is an average of 24 is the age, uh, uh, average age. You know, these are different class of people like any millennials, you know, think differently, do things differently. They are quite equipped with technology. You know, they want some solution which is more more as comparable to the Western world, right? Yeah. So there are huge technological gaps that I started seeing and then cutting short, you know, I found a good partner and my friend uh, with his enterprise level solution architect experiences where he could build cloud-based solutions. We said, hey, let's build a cloud-based, SaaS-based collaboration platform where any communities around the world, a Muslim Islamic community or a masjid, the mosque, can actually create a community platform, start collaborating with their people within that space. So this idea about two and a half year ago took shape into something very big now. I can talk more. Yeah, sure. That's a good opener. Okay, so we'll look at the, you've talked about the market. Maybe we can talk about the total addressable market. We have um, some slides from your pitch deck, which we'll we'll bounce in and out of. We can talk about the market, what the problem is. You've sort of alluded a little bit to it as well. And then the solution, and then where you go from here as well. So the market itself, I mean, I know you've mentioned, for example, some of these emerging consumer groups like you talk about the millennials for example yep. the muslim millennials um i'm going to go to the end of your pitch deck here i think it's like towards the end you've got the 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 market here 200 sorry 2 billion muslims in the world is that about, right yeah There so, and very billion muslims walking on this planet you know okay mm-hmm. so it's a sizable market there's no denying it that's yep. like one quarter or like 30 percent of the world yep. population okay so um the market economy globally is 3.6 trillion which you said is larger than india larger than the uk um and in london alone 13,000 yep. up muslim owned businesses business yeah okay so i mean that's just london right, right? and right. I mean, we haven't factored in all the other cities Absolutely. as well so the market opportunity is huge on top of that you have i suppose a growing consciousness about the fact that this is a market i mean there's no doubt that people have known they're muslim for centuries right. but now that as a a consumer market you know that maybe they have different needs different ways of addressing those needs and so on so that's emerging that's sort of a new thing as well especially in this space right talking about a SaaS platform absolutely for those consumers so all of that's on the table let's talk about why we need this solution what is the problem that we're looking at we can just go back up on the pitch deck a little bit here yep so we can just sort of frame the conversation today yeah. And on this slide here, if I can just sort of throw in um, what the I think I might have missed it, but on yeah, the, I think let, let's let's the problem the here. Problem. Yeah, yeah, this is so. By the way, some people can't see this, so right. and this okay. is just a very visual yep. um, slide where you've got all the icons for social media. Explain to me what the problem is, as somebody who doesn't understand. Right. Let let let's uh, put this into a context of one uh, community center or Islamic center or a mosque. Uh, one random example I'll take and start giving this, uh, you know, a problem there. So let's take this random example of a Islamic center in Sydney with about 25,000 people connected to this community centers. 25,000 people on a daily basis come and go out. And these administrators sitting inside the community center 
do not know how do we they communicate the next bit of information to them the gap is these people come on a regular basis but they're all segregated on different platform different tools mm. and there's no connectivity between the community and the people the mosque administrator and the people are not really connected when i say that a uh, few people have whatsapp groups to disseminate just take an example next week there is a youth event in a community center how do they communicate they create firstly they go out on google docs or google forms create a kind of event or they use events bright the mm. two different tool options right just just kind of high level they use these tools across the world then what do they do with once they create this uh, say events bright link next is they take this link go on whatsapp start circulating to one group and they hope that this group will also disseminate the information to the mm. next group of people and they also go uh, places like uh, places like new zealand still use viber can yeah. you believe that uh places you know they still use up uh, the, the facebook groups facebook pages and different social media platforms uh out of this service that we did 25000 of the community size and they only have about 5000 email addresses and we all know being in the space how many people open that emails yeah regularly if you look at the rates from mailchimp you know number of emails open and let alone opening let alone uh, think of how many people open these emails on a timely basis say there is a demise in a community this evening and they have to really broadcast this message and a lot of instances example that i have come across in my journey and people's journey you know people got to know the message only later yeah. or they rely on people to communicate so there is no central place for these community administrator to actually relay a message to the whole community member mm. and there is no tool or technology for all these members to come on one platform because nobody has told them to be on whatsapp nobody has told them to be on facebook so there's nobody who has dictated come on this platform this is my official platform to announce nobody has yeah. told that it, what, what is that is that just a lack of understanding or lack of willing is that like the people who own the community centers and run them are they oh, oh i wish you had told me that or is are they resistant to change kind of kind of uh, you know uh, let's let's take an example of facebook a uh, lot of community centers are there putting information but a lot of users are not very comfortable mixing their social hmm. uh, life into that religious life they don't want to go and like for an event or they don't want to go and say rsvp to an event on social media because they have that whole social elements around they don't want maybe their bosses to know maybe their family neighbors because we all living harmoniously but you know people don't want to put up especially with things uh, like islamophobia that's coming and you know people want to be staying away from being social on these religious aspect mm. so that's one example there are various reasons behind it so technically what we are trying to solve here is we are trying to be technologically equipped with one of the fastest and greatest technologies bringing a cloud based saas based platform on demand where any communities can create one space for them and bring people together on one platform for collaborating mm. there are many tools which they can alternately think of going things like facebook or whatsapp but it's all a communication method but not a collaboration platform so what we are building as has different levels and layers of collaboration 
also for this market nicely fixed for their own purpose because there's no tools that is that caters to this muslim audience right and that is what we are building is it, let me understand and and you know excuse my ignorance is when you say catering for a muslim audience is there a right way of doing that i understand obviously they have certain needs and they have certain guidelines and so on but like in using technology mm-hmm. is there such a thing and um, like again i might be naive in saying this but like a halal way of using that is that does that exist where you would like you know even using a platform or social media or technology itself surely that's neutral help me understand would that right uh, you know so I, i'm completely ignorant yeah. so please educate me right so primarily it's it's not a reason that this is kind of halal platform mm. you're not saying that you know every platform is good and has a different purposes so this platform is built for a purpose say for example uh, what i've just told was like on the communication aspect now mm. let's talk about things like a couple of good examples i have let's talk about the fundraising donations you know bringing that that the biggest uh, you know objective of each community center or mosque to raise funds because these ngos do, do not have a business to sustain they rely on funds and in this own example of 25000 people they contribute on a regular basis religiously that's their religious duty mm. to actually contribute uh, funds to this uh, community called the sadaqa or different kind of various uh, ways of methods of you know providing donations and there are hundreds of projects you know there might be projects of like fundraising projects within the communities that could be uh, a mosque renovation or carpet changing ceremony or probably they want to change lights or there could be somebody in a community center who's getting married who might not have that sufficient funds probably community comes together to do this contribution so again if we do not have this platform as at one, as one you know again they have to rely on different platforms mm. those things what we are trying to do is trying to bring integrations of all kind of facilities and needs together on one platform in short we are creating a workplace for communities mm. that's our biggest direction at this moment which is more of a private communities so we are building private communities on collabdin platform does it replace all those technologies you talked about does it integrate with them or would it be like a unified platform uh, would it still sync with whatsapp or would it replace that it's it's our own platform uh, we are building up ground up when i say that uh, though it has a social interactions with other platforms but everything that we are building up is from the ground so we have all the capabilities of molding up things bringing up best of technology as we move on uh, things like augmented reality has been incorporated say for example i can show you up if, if you want yeah i'm not like, sure how well it will come out on the yeah but i'll just you can give just you just just of it yeah. right so Say for example, you can I, hold up to the screen here. Yeah, I'll maybe. come closer when I uh, actually bring that on. So this is this is a platform, you know. Uh, yeah. I'll directly straight away jump to the augmented reality stuff that I was talking about. So yeah. we have built the world's first augmented reality Qibla Finder. So this is a uh, place okay. where people go and pray. Not sure. Can you just show? Yeah, there you go. I mean, uh, you, can, you can capture that. So basically, yeah. that would be praying towards Mecca. Yes, the the direction that they have to pray. Yeah. And pray normally in a, in a hotel Mecca. you'd have that little yeah, exactly. triangle that thing e- on the Exactly. Yeah. So what happens is technologically uh, a lot of people still rely on the uh say compass put the yeah. phone on the table and try to you know get the right direction but uh, getting things augmented again these gummies or mummies that I've talking about the urban mil- millennials yeah. they'll be happy using these kind of solutions. While 
this is the base that we have uh, built up. Now we are creating an engine, augmented reality engine. Just imagine, you see uh, the Qibla Kaaba pointer here, right? Just imagine if you just swipe left, this is what we are building now. Swipe left and you see all the events happening around you. Mm. Swipe left again, you see all the mosque and community centers in an augmented way. And then swipe left again, you see all the Muslim praying places in Singapore or wherever you are in, in your particular geography. Mm. So this is the one touch solution that we are trying to build. Right. You know, everything that we do on this platform is actually trying to come in an augmented way, trying to fulfill the needs in one touch. So most of it is based around, is it based around augmented reality in the platform? Is this one tool within it? Yeah, that, that is one interface mm. of uh, talking with data, right? You yeah. have a map view to find nearby communities. You have also filled different kind of search and filters that you can actually look at, uh, say, find Sultan Mosque on, on this platform. You can go connect, collaborate, yeah. uh, connect and invite people to, you know, bring bring it up on this platform. So there are different ways, but augmented reality is one very useful, uh, you know, uh, jumping on the chair kind of moment for people. Yeah, and you certainly want to share it with people, right? And show yeah. people, look, look what you can do. Exactly. Um, I don't understand the challenges it, it must be in sort of trying to deal with these things, like not having the technology to your hands. How, how would it be not having that? For example, um, like you talk about praying spots. Mm -hmm. um, are these designated spots? I mean, how does that work? I don't understand. So you've got to treat me as if like I don't have any information. Right. A little bit of information might be like, you know, a little bit of dangerous knowledge. Right. But just tell me as if I don't know anything. You know, are these sort of these sanctioned spots that they, you know, do I have to find them when I pray? How would I do that without a phone? What is the normal way of doing that? Especially if I'm in a new city and I'm traveling. See, for example, uh, let, let's imagine we are in the space uh, platform E space, right? Now, if I want to find out uh, if there's there's time to pray as a Muslim, if somebody yeah. wants to go out and pray, you'll not really uh, go to a mosque. You will just find a place where you can pray. So there's a concept and a place called Musalla, right? And if you just, for example, go to uh, a website called musalla.com.sg, I think there are about uh, more than 20,000 marks on, on the map that will show nearby places to go and pray. It could be somewhere near staircase, it could be a place, or it could be somebody who invites inside to your premise and say, okay, yeah. this is a corner for you to pray. So there are already a lot of locations. What we are trying to do is, you know, these locations have been created from years to years together. And what we are trying to do is, on our platform, everything is community-driven. Now, somebody downloads Collabdeen app today and see, you have an option to create Musallah. You create your own space. Mm. Say, tomorrow you decide, let's open up a corner for somebody to come and pray. You just click a picture, you put a location and say, this is the place. When somebody searches in an augmented way, this spot will be shown. Mm. So it's a community-driven data at a global level. Mm. Very interesting. Yeah. How do you make money out of that? Where's the where's the uh, revenue model? Right. So the, the multiple uh, revenue models. Are, so what I've spoken all this while was one perspective and one angle. So I was talking about uh, faith, talking about uh, community centers, mosques, their challenges. Uh, how people are trying to engage with those community centers. Now, on the other side, when I introduce saying there's a global Islamic economy, $3.6 trillion, and then eventually growing very at a fast pace. What's happening there is there is a huge Islamic economy that has about eight pillars from modest fashion 
to Islamic fintech. It could be, uh, say, uh, halal travel spaces. Everything inside, you know, a- anything under the sun with has this halal way of living mm. uh, brings up businesses, brands together. It could be modest fashion or anything in this space. Eateries, for example, halal eating spaces. So all this en- encompasses the economy. There are many more to it. This is just a flavor of it. What we are doing is, while we give technology to mosque and community centers and bring people together on the platform, now, apart from just receiving feeds and information from that particular center, I might connect to community one, community two, and community three and four in Bangalore, community five in Malaysia or in US. As from the faith perspective, there are different communities I can connect. What else I can do in this platform? What we are trying to do is we are marrying faith with lifestyle on one single platform. What I mean by that is while you can create a community as community as a faith-based communities for mosque and Islamic centers, you can create community as a business, community as a brand, community as an influencer. So there are different types of communities you create. So uh, just for everyone to understand, uh, communities for Collabdeen as pages for Facebook, mm-hmm. right? Just to kind of level set, uh, but it has a lot of different things to do. Uh, I don't want to, you know, do a kind of side-by-side comparison, but, you know, just to understand at high level. So now you have business brands who are actually looking to tap this $3.6 trillion economy, right? They're getting, trying to, you know, reach out to the audience. Where are the audience sitting on this platform? So we are actually trying to give values, services, rewards, points that mm. they can actually exchange between them. So there's everyone. Basically, primarily, we are creating an ecosystem for bearing faith and lifestyle together. You said something interesting, and I just want to dig a little bit, because I'm curious as to what shape and form it takes, is sure. Muslim influencers. Is that a thing now? It's a big thing, yeah. Right, okay. True. So just tell us, I mean, how does it work? Does it work in the same way that Instagram influencers operate? You know, they, they take endorsements or... It does. It, it, it's yeah. similarly, there's, there's nothing different, but I, I feel uh, the only aspects, again, it depends on influence to inf- influencers, businesses to businesses, but again, at a high level, uh, it works just like traditional influencers, how it works, but adding on to that, there are different religious barriers that mm-hmm. people can actually uh, en- enclose and enwrap with. So kind of, I would say it's it's in a gift wrap things, which is more Islamically ethical to do. Mm. So I think a lot of influencers who are trying to be in this space, uh, there are a lot of uh, women that are getting empowered or being an influencer on this places. For example, Zara Collection, uh, one of the biggest uh, brand who are creating hijabs, they reach out to these influencers. You have, say, uh, I know people in Indonesia and Malaysia, millions of followers, you know, there are huge brands and businesses trying to reach out to them and say, hey, next time when you do your video, you know, let's promote this next one of mm. our, uh, say, stall or uh, modest fashion element. That That's the direction it's heading at. It. So not just from, uh, you know, a selling point of view, uh, what our platform would also give is, you know, uh, we are trying to add values in terms of reviews and ratings, community driven, just like Uber concept, Mm. You rate the driver and driver rates you. And that that is why this platform can actually sustain progressively, positively, in a more privacy and secured way. Uh, our intent is to be, uh, you know, positively impacting the whole humanity. 
Yeah. So we want to make sure how positively things can be done on this platform, uh, making sure using our best of technologies with AI. We want to make sure things like any, anything against Islam or anything Islamophobia or anything against the government or people. We, we want to trim down those things, cut off those things, not be talked. Uh, I being the LinkedIn local ambassador for uh, Singapore, you know, I see the best of qualities that's coming on mm. LinkedIn, right? Uh, how communities are working together. The LinkedIn community is beautiful community across the world. I want to bring those kind of values onto this mm. platform. So the positivity onto this platform. When you have these influences being rated from zero to five, you know, people can actually rely and depend on them yeah. on, on a various ways. Uh, it could be a normal brand promoter influencer or it could, be, it could also be, uh, say, uh, Sheikh Hamza Yusuf was one of the religious influencer. It could be anybody. So there would be rating religious influences as well by by community members. Right. right. And any anybody can actually rate people, rate uh, these right. uh, influences. So this is a new concept again, and uh, we 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 want to try out. You know, we have the best of technologies. We have the best of people. Uh, trying to be agile, lean. Try yeah. to get out and experiment. And we have been experimenting last one and a half year from the first line of code was written uh, last year and end of January until now. Uh, I'm very happy what you have built mm. from uh, just packing this discussion and giving you a little prelude. Yeah? I went to Bangalore, uh, started to discuss a uh, newly formed team, started to discuss, uh, you know, what are we doing with Collabdeen, right? It took me about almost one hour to put my thoughts together on a whiteboard. You know, I had no clue. I had everything in my mind. Uh, I and my co-founder, uh, Mohammed, who's right now in the US, we have brainstormed, we have done things, but practically in what shape? We haven't put this into a shape. For me to give this to the designer to, you know, take this as a base shape and then this is what we need. From that time until now, it's been one and a half year. Uh, at the end of one year, we were in a very good shape. We went out, experimented with uh, beta communities uh, in Singapore and across the world. We've got huge, tremendous response, all from the faith side. But as we started moving, we improvised our product. Uh, recently, uh, in the month of Ramzan, a couple of months earlier, it's been like kind of 60 days we have launched and 60 days when we actually did this global public beta. Uh, we have got about 200 plus communities signed up organically with a $0 marketing cost. And we've got responses from 27 countries. So today when you look at the global map view of number of communities created across, it's all across, all across the world. That says the interest. So right now what we are doing is uh, we've got good traction and like any other startup, we had huge challenges technologically, ups and downs. We had a couple of uh, uh, failures, I would say, uh, happy to accept that, you know, we fail in our marketing strategy early on, uh, also because of some technical challenges, but we have learned, we have evolved. And in last, say, two months, we have really revamped ourselves mm. and now looking at a bigger uh, space to get into. Great. We, Excellent. I yeah. mean, it's all part of the journey, isn't it? Absolutely. It's never going to be easy, yeah. especially coming out of corporate life. This, you knew you were signing up for this when you were staring out the window, thinking about your side hustle in the early days. Um, you sign up to 100 communities, more or less. Yep. Um, are you making money at the moment? Are you uh, monetizing those communities or bringing in the, the merchant side as well? well we have got a merchants. Uh, uh, we have 
not just from the Islamic economy. Uh, if you know uh, brands and um, and businesses like Hula, mm. Hula in Singapore, they are trying to get into global Islamic economy. We are trying to partner with these kind of players who are trying to you know add value to this global Islamic economy. So. Uh, coming back to your questions, uh, we have signed up faith-based communities, businesses, brands, and influencers. Mm. It's a mix of everyone. So, this another question that you asked me, I have to answer back uh, probably on the uh, revenue models. I'll, I'll come back to that. Uh, but what we what we had, we have got these communities from all different uh, various backgrounds. <coughs> uh, coming to uh, the revenue model and the question that you just asked, we are not monetizing at this stage for very good reasons. We want to go out and disrupt the whole world. We want to really capture, we want to fulfill the whole map with our Collabdeen markers. Instead, uh, you know, 200 communities, we want to see grow organically to 2,000, 20,000 and beyond. Mm -hmm. That's our uh, primary agenda. So for that, we are technologically reshaping our, uh, you know, product uh, for virality stuff, uh, for sharing concepts. Uh, you know, we're trying to take that in shape and, uh, we came up with this, uh, you know, strong strategic decision after discussing our with our uh, early pre-seed investors, saying we we want to go out freemium and a premium version, like any other SaaS model, mm. right? This gives us liberty to go out and you know go out and disrupt. We have a huge potential. There is uh, literally, I would say, no competition. It's 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 unfair to say no competition. There are players who tried this on web-based portal, trying to provide values this way but uh, not at scale that we are building on cloud-based. So we know that we are in a very good uh, a timing uh, in terms of uh, where we are, what's the need of this particular uh, economy and the faith-based system. We want to make sure we go out and capture the whole market, take the first uh, uh, most advantage as well. Yeah, are you raising funds at the moment? Uh, we raised uh, 500K USD uh, uh, about one and a half year ago when we just, I, was, I just quit JP Morgan. That gave me confidence to move out and do things at a larger scale. Uh, now we are raising funds uh, as uh, a seed round. Yeah. And uh, we're looking for one plus million investment and which is going to take us to a journey to capture more and more communities, businesses and geographies. Okay. All based here in Singapore. Do you have a particular requirement? Obviously, you know somebody who understands the community and of that community. Um, angel investors, institutional investors. What are you finding? Where are you looking at the moment for uh, your seed round? Looking at how this market work, uh, I think uh, big players like Takwa Tech has got uh, signed up with Gobi Partners. You know, mm. uh, if you know these uh, big players coming from China, they're looking to invest in this global Islamic economy because everyone has started seeing a lot of potential here. Uh, but being in this ecosystem and trying to learn from the best of people I have around uh, in terms of this economy, this market is still kind of immature because nobody has actually proved to a global stage. Mm. A lot of pe people, businesses worked uh, from micro level, they started growing, trying to uh, go out global, but you don't have very big names that can, you know, anybody can name it. And you know, if I ask, what is one Muslim technology startup you can talk about? Mm. Literally none. So there are no big players. So that is one uh, uh, downside of this economy for us to move forward. But, you know, we're putting our best of efforts to showcase what we can do and prove into this market. And there are people who are willing to support and invest. So... VCs, uh, angel investors, we are open for all options. 
Uh, primarily, we are looking for strategic partners across the world, not just Singapore, uh, to really add value at a global level because this product is actually already at global level. We want to make sure it gives that real boost if we have geographically split strategic partners. Mm-hmm. Fantastic. And are you hiring at the moment? Yeah, uh, at the moment, uh, since we just uh, did a uh, launch, uh, we are trying to strengthen our sales and marketing. Right. So, so you need sales and marketing people? Yep. What kind of backgrounds will they have had? I mean, obviously, some kind of people-facing experience would be good, but True. would they have to have been selling SaaS products? Or where do you want to recruit these people from? The sales tech uh, combination team is what we are looking from the sales because they need to have technologically well-equipped uh, uh, strength. Also, somebody who can understand the global Islamic economy, and that's that's a primary criteria. For marketing, definitely people who have already drilled down into global Islamic economy can actually, you know, uh, s- s- reach out to me. You know, uh, mm. I'm quite socially active, and uh, we need people who can strengthen us from a marketing side at a global level. So you need to have experience uh, dealing with these Muslim millennials, basically. Yeah, and where would you want to recruit? from like geographically Singapore yeah I, I think we are open for options yeah. but uh, primarily it's, it's a very positive thing if you do it in Singapore to begin with uh, because it's the the core team I would say that will uh, be established at this stage yeah so if somebody is interested and they want to be part of this journey and help you build this platform obviously LinkedIn is the way to yeah. approach you right that would be the best way to reach out. Absolutely. LinkedIn, yeah, I'm quite socially active uh, with the name Fateh Ali. Yeah. Uh, LinkedIn, Facebook, or uh, you can get onto Collab Dean's uh, job sections and um, post it across. It'd be great if somebody's actually actively using this platform and then to say to you, hey, look, I've been using this. I love it. I want to be part of this. That's a good sort of validation, Absolutely. isn't it? They've been through a number of hoops to get to that stage. True. Or if they are interested, then go and use it. And then, you know, spend some time exploring it and understanding it a bit better and then yep. approach you, right? A- absolutely. There are a lot of people doing it at a global level uh, on a very regular basis. Uh, we're getting feedbacks on our platform, uh, yeah. you know, all from from even people who are developers around the world. They see technologically uh, well-balanced uh, platform. Uh, recently, somebody, I, I was traveling to uh, San Francisco a couple of weeks ago, I randomly bumped into somebody who was connected to me on LinkedIn just because he felt this is one of the best UIs I've seen in this market. You know, traditionally, a lot of Muslim apps has a different kind of interface. Uh, also, if you look at the branding and the culture that you're trying to incorporate is more of a corporate level, corporate style professional, unlike, uh, you know, the green shades of uh, any Muslim app. So you're trying to stand out from that, you know, trying to give more values, uh, trying to prove to the market, to the people, saying that we are here uh, for a change. Great. Well, Fateh Ali, thank you so much for sharing my pleasure your yeah. vision with us today. And put the call out there. Anybody that's interested in being part of this, then we know where to find you. Absolutely. Reach out. And I think as well, yeah. an important part of this is to make sure that they've done the work when they start talking to you, that they've got something time emotion invested into what you're doing already whether they've gone in and used the product whether they come from a background where they spent time looking into the market and not just to say hey i have experience but maybe they have some 
you know, insights as well. Right. You know, I spent five years working in the global Islamic economy here and working on X, for example. And that's sure. what I want to share. You want those people because they can bring something because you want lots of energy and ideas to grow this, right? right? Ab absolutely. So we, on, on one side, you know, we are trying to get the best of people uh, in this space. Uh, technologically, uh, one of the best people we want to be part of because technologically, we want to take that leap. On the other side, we want to really call out those community builders, influencers, innovators, government policy makers to be part of this big journey because we are here for the positive change and we'll definitely together impact the whole world. That was Pitch Deck Asia, powered by Pitch Media Asia. My name's Graham Brown. Pitch Deck Asia is a platform to give startups in Asia a voice. We give them a show to help them tell their story. And if you love these startup stories and like hearing more about the journeys of the founders, go and check out our SoundCloud channel, which is available at pitchdeck.asia slash SoundCloud. That's pitchdeck.asia slash SoundCloud. Head along to the channel, subscribe, follow us, and feel free to leave a comment or a rating on our channel as well. We'd love to hear your feedback.